Welcome to the NAESP Principal Podcast. My name is Rachel George, and I am an educational leader in Oregon and also an NAESP fellow. And my name is Adam Welcome. I'm an educator in California and a fellow with NAESP in the Innovation Center. Rachel, if people listen to this podcast for the last however many episodes, they know that I have problems (laughs) with NAESP, not the organization, just saying, saying the letters. I always kind of fumble on it. We've tried the NASP, but that doesn't sound right. So I just need to work on NAESP. There we go. That there we um, go. That was better than the first one. That was. I think you're just a little rusty and it's early in the morning while we're doing this recording. So just keep drinking your coffee. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, as always, Adam and I are just so excited to bring you all this episode of the NAESP Principal Podcast so we can talk about real ideas with some amazing principles to help make your leadership stronger and more innovative. And we have a treat for you today. Adam, tell us about that. Yeah. I mean, I think first off to people um, that are original listeners, the podcast has kind of uh, evolved since, uh, you know, Rachel and I. I um, started it, I don't know, a year and a half ago, two years ago. There are more voices from all the different centers of NAESP. Dr. Earl Franks, the uh, executive director, has some episodes. So um, it's just constantly learning and changing. And if you're not learning and growing, then you're not evolving. So the podcast, uh, I think we would say, is evolving. So just wanted to let everybody know if they were like, wait, there's other people on the podcast. And uh, and that's why, um, which is great. So there's uh, more voices and uh, and more conversations, which I think in the end is uh, is good and positive for the podcast. But as we know, October is National Principals Month and NAESP for a long time has worked really hard at prioritizing wellness for all the members across the country. So we thought it would be fun important and timely to discuss wellness and how we've approached that idea in our lives and really, I think specifically in relation to being a principal. So today, Rachel and I are going to talk about some of the ways that we have prioritized wellness with some little fun add-ons at the end of the podcast that we will get to at the end. So Rachel, uh, kick us off. What is one idea or example or strategy that you have used as a principal or just an educational leader to uh, really prioritize wellness? Oh, great question. I'm actually going to take an NAESP perspective to kind of kick us off. So NAESP has an October 2022 wellness challenge. They have something for each day of the week throughout the entire month. So you want to check it out. It's on their website. It's under naesp.org NPM, which is fantastic. Um, it's on my Facebook page. If you follow Cass Nelson, who is a phenomenal, phenomenal building leader in Oklahoma, she has posted it worldwide on her Facebook page as well. And Cass is spelled K-A-S. Last name is Nelson, N-E-L-S-O-N. It talks about going for a walk, staying hydrated, starting a hobby, all sorts of amazing things. So check it out on Facebook, check it out on NAESP's website for some wellness tips and a wellness challenge. All right, you're up. Yeah, I love that. And yeah, shout out to Cass Nelson, who she needs to prioritize wellness because she is not just the principal. She also drives the bus in her school district. So principals out there that complain about bus duty, Cass does bus duty and drives the bus. So uh, shout out to our good friend, Cass Nelson. So I think a tip that I've always really liked for myself is reminding myself that I can't, don't need to do it all in my job. 
And I think a lot of principals that I talk to, they think that they, they need to do everything and do everything all the time and do everything to like an A plus status. And I just want to remind people listening that you don't need to do it all. You can't and you shouldn't do it all in your, in your building. And just really think about the things that you are doing day to day, because that to me is prioritizing wellness because you're not in your building till six, seven, eight o'clock at night. You're not checking email for two or three hours at night. You're not going into your school or thinking about or doing reports on the weekend, because the more that you do that, I think the less space you have in your brain to actually prioritize and focus on family, friends, kids, significant others, you know, just actually living and enjoying your life, which is something that Rachel and I talk about personally in text messages or on the phone all the time, make sure we're living our life. And um, Rachel, I think one of your favorite words is playing, make sure that you're playing, you know, because, hey, life is short and life can be uncertain in times and to make sure that you are enjoying. So just remember, should I be doing this? Can somebody else be doing this or should nobody be doing this? And just know that you don't and can't and shouldn't be doing it all. You got to utilize your team and prioritize things that you're doing with your job. That's my first one. Rachel, what's the next one for you? I'm going to extend the concept of play. Great segue to just kind of set me up to hit that one. Um, Hello, friends. We need to play. When you think about your day, when you think about your week, I bet you are grinding like 24-7. I was talking with some principals this last week where they're exhausted. They're working 12 to 16 hours a day. They have staff members blowing them up at 10 o'clock at night, just going bonkers. And when you think about your day and your schedule, how often are you doing something for yourself that you enjoy, that you're playing? having fun, laughing, just letting loose. We know the importance of play for kids, but we often really overlook that concept when it comes to adults. So do a time audit. Even if you don't want to do a time audit, just sit and reflect while you're drinking your cup of coffee. What are you going to do today for play? What are you going to do for yourself? So that way you can have some joy. That's something that I've really had to bring back into my life over the last couple of months. And it's something that Oftentimes I've put off to the side thinking that I'll get to it at some point in my life or maybe on the weekend and the weekend isn't guaranteed. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. So how are you going to bring that joy and that play to your life on a daily basis? Because as you try to incorporate that more and more, the more balanced you'll be. And I know that has a lot of controversy over whether balance exists or not, or whether you can actually achieve it. But in terms of bringing joy and happiness and living authentically with yourself, you need to have some play involved. Yeah, I know you and I have spent um, hours driving in the car across Kentucky or, you know, just uh, talking on the phone or um, at conferences, chatting about that. And, um, you know, I I just got to tell you, you have reminded me and been an impact to me, Rachel, to remind myself, which in turn, you know, to uh, encourage my family to make sure that we that we play. Um, And you and I both live in beautiful places. You live in in the middle of a forest in Oregon and I'm in the, the Bay Area of California where there are so many things to do. And my next one, actually, I think coincide with with this is I think a big part of wellness is having a PLN, a professional learning network, because you and I actually started as PLN members and it's turned obviously into a friendship, Uh, still a big part of my PLN, but it's taken that next step to a friendship where we uh, hold each other accountable. And, you know, we have, I think, a level of a relationship where we can be open and honest and talk about those things with, hey, Rachel, are you are you making sure are you playing adam are you are you are you working too much are you doing this are you thinking about that so the second one for me is make sure that you have a pln your professional learning network if you're on an island in 
20, almost 2023, then you're going to be lonely personally and professionally. Uh, I think a lot of people maybe prioritize this in their personal life with their neighbors or their community or church or whatever that looks like for people. And I don't think enough school leaders prioritize that from a professional standpoint. They have heard and read about PLCs and PLN, but really taking it like you talked about Cass Nelson. Cass has been in my PLN for like over 10 years. I've been to her home and hung out with her family. And um, those relationships just really help with wellness for people that are going to hold you accountable and also be open and honest with you. Like, I know that I can be 100% honest with you, Rachel. And even if it's like, like Rachel, Rachel, you know, have like the Rachel and Rachel can do the same with me. And I'm going to listen openly and honestly and, um, and really take it to heart. So make sure that you have your professional learning network. Cause I think that is definitely tied to wellness. Oh, big time. And you have called me out and I appreciate it. And I need, <laughs> I need that like recalibration. Right. And that kind of like little jarring and you've always done it in a very nice tender way, but still like direct and it, it helps us grow. So very, very much tied into wellness. Uh, so I appreciate that you always hold me accountable. Um, it's always good for the soul, right? It ties very much into wellness. So speaking of wellness and accountability, one of the areas that I like to hold myself accountable is that attitude for gratitude. I think it's super easy for folks to get fixated on the negative. In fact, there's a lot of science around the impact of negative experiences and how they stick to your brain and to your heart almost, um, more so than those really positive, glorious moments. So every morning I really try to sit down and identify what I'm thankful for, what I'm grateful for. And then I've actually expanded that. What is it that I really enjoyed today or yesterday? So then that way I'm consciously attaching joy and great positive memories to experiences that I had, which again, ties into playing because oftentimes those items end up on that list too, as well. It's really helped me nimbly shift from being able to fixate on the negative to be able to put my eyes on the positive and really grow and just realize even though there might be a couple of frustrating things about the day, there's so much to be thankful for. And I have to <laughs> have to tell you, the last couple months have been really hard in my life um, with work, with my husband dying and all these moments. And this has helped pull me through being able to identify things that are positive and that I'm thankful for, because even in the midst of all that crap, sorry, if I'm not supposed to say that word on a podcast, but like, there's still a lot of amazing things to be thankful for friends like you, um, my colleagues at work and how they really helped rally and support me. Some of my best friends, the folks at NAESP reaching out people that were checking in the fact that I had a refuge in a house that was in a great location to be able to just be and sit in nature while I drink my coffee. There's just so many things, even in really, really crummy stuff. So I think we need to be conscientious about how we have our mindset. So attitude of gratitude, friend. I love that attitude of gratitude. And it is so, it's like the old adage is the glass half empty or half full and just uh, looking for, looking for those positives and uh, just surrounding people. So uh, with you that, you know, are going to be there for you. So I think my last one is just do something daily for yourself. And I think that sounds like, well, yeah, duh. But I think if people actually look back on their day, think about what did you do for yourself today? And it's not getting a massage or a mani or a pet 
ready. It can be, you know, it can be those things, obviously, but those aren't obviously attainable every single day. But did you did you have five minutes to yourself? Did you have 15 minutes with just coffee on your deck in the morning or a quiet place or, you know, even principles when you're at work, you know, like have 10 minutes to yourself. And some principles might be saying, I never even eat lunch. I don't have 10 minutes to myself. I remember when I was a principal, Rachel, I used to go sometimes into like the library when the librarian wasn't there or like an empty classroom and um, close the door and turn off the lights just for like 10 minutes. And nobody knew where I was. I had my walkie talkie. I had my phone, but I just needed 10 minutes, not in my office, because if you're in your office, somebody is going to come and find you and ask you a question. And that may sound super simple, but it's actually doing something for yourself and not, um, which you deserve. I mean, people deserve that time at home and, uh, and at work. I think it's in, I think it's important. So uh, a great topic with an AESP and, uh, principles month for October on wellness. Hey, when you think about it and it's right on your brain, you're actually going to prioritize it more. So please get a post-it note, write down the word wellness, put it on your desk or your laptop and, um, and make sure it is a priority. Rachel, anything else to add to the conversation? I don't think you and I can get off a podcast around wellness without saying you need to move your body. So just yes. the public service announcement, folks, you need to exercise, whether you're walking, doing yoga, running, Adam and I love to run. We have marathons playing this, this next, you know, 12 months. And we're super stoked about that, but whatever it is, you need to move your body. Your stress accumulates. It's actually like a chemical. It builds up It impacts your body in terms of chronic health, chronic pain, illness, all that terrible jazz. It's not good jazz. It's bad jazz. And it ends up causing huge issues for you down the road. So burn it off, move your body, help with the stress. Um, because again, if it's predictable, it's preventable. If you've heard me speak, I talk about that and stress and all of this is predictable. So let's be preventable and move your body to be able to process it. And you feel so much better. I know it's hard to get moving. Adam gets up super early. I do too, but you've got to you got to do it. You'll feel so much better. And the impacts it has on your life in the long term. there's not a price tag for that. There truly yeah. is not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought up running because I actually started the podcast. People can't see me, but I was I was sweating because my wife and I just finished our, our morning run and we didn't have a ton of time, but usually we do like three to four laps um, in our neighborhood. And we only had time for two laps this morning. So it was a shorter run for us, but we did move our body. Now we have some voices from other school leaders from around the nation that we wanted to share with you all that have some tips and ideas on wellness. So thank you for being here, everybody. And uh, we hope you enjoy the tips from other school leaders. Hi, this is Liz Garden. I am the principal of Henry P. Clough Elementary School in Menden, Massachusetts. And I'm excited to tell you about what I try to do for wellness. Um, I honestly, like uh, one of my biggest things is that I've learned over the years that um, the work will always be there. And so I used to be somebody that stayed at work late um, and, you know, never turned off my computer, never shut the laptop. And now, you know, having a family um, that's helped because I have to, you know, I have to kind of, I have to take my principal hat off. I have to go pick them up and I have to be, you know, 
I have to be a mom um, and I have to like save some of my um, energy for them. And then I also have to be a, a wife and I have to be um, for myself. <laughs> I have to give myself some time. So I do a lot of like, um, like one, I'm okay with the fact that, you know, I like, I love checklists, but it, like, I, I look at, a, I'm looking at a list right now and I'm like, I accomplished some things off this list, but I'm not going to stay here um, and try to get all those done because the list will be here tomorrow. You know, I'm going to go home. Um, I am, um, I listen to books in my car, which is definitely a calming thing for me uh, on my drive home where I can kind of tune out the day um, and get myself ready to switch over to mom mode. And then even when, when I'm with my kids, I feel like I'm trying to do even more of um, they know that sometimes some nights it's like, all right, let's play a game together. And like, you know, let's totally not think about work or school. And then some nights it's like, mommy wants to go and you know what, I'm going to sit and read. And like, you guys are, are reading. Um, and that, so that they see, and I'm modeling for them, um, that I need, I need time to kind of just decompress and, and not be go, go, go. Um, some other things that I do for wellness, um, is that, you know, I try to be better about uh, making sure I'm always staying hydrated. Um, like I'm, I'm sitting here, like I have a water bottle right next to me. I try to make sure I carry that around throughout the day. Um, I feel like I always have to get better about that. Um, and how I've tried to then like turn around things at, at my school where, so that it kind of helps me think about wellness is that I'm talking to my staff about wellness. So like we do something where every Wednesday is wellness Wednesday. Um, the staff are allowed to dress in um, workout gear. So like encouraging them to either start their day working out or leave working out. I tell them there's no pressure. They actually don't have to work out. Um, but just even that, like the vibe of showing up to work in, you know, in uh, workout gear and saying like, okay, you know, don't be as stressed today. Don't be as, um, you know, or take your kids out and, you know, we're getting ready to do this week on wellness Wednesday, we'll do a whole all school walk and that's how we'll start the day. And then, you know, the PTO is going to provide like a yogurt bar in the morning. So we're just trying to like spread the wellness message. Um, and, and I also, I do a lot of mindfulness, um, for myself and I do a lot of mindfulness with my staff and I do a lot of mindfulness with my own kids at home. I mean, you know, I love the calm app. Um, I've had that app for a long, long time for myself. I love it. Um, for my daughter, we use it a lot. It helps her actually to go to sleep at night. Um, and, and sometimes it helps mommy to fall asleep with her. Um, <laughs> um, and then for my students, you know, I just shared, um, on, on Monday, we do some mindfulness on Mondays and I, um, shared a little video clip and I, you know, no pressure. I always say like, Hey, if you want to start your day, like watching this short little, um, mindfulness video, it's going to help you focus. It's going to help you stay grounded. Um, or, you know, I just encourage myself or my staff to stop and kind of like, just breathe, like take a few minutes to just breathe. Um, I feel fortunate that I have been part of a program here in Massachusetts called soul of leadership, which is the best professional development I've ever given myself because it's all about, um, you know, like centering myself and being my, the best self that I can be for everybody else. Um, you know, like we carry a lot, um, on our shoulders as uh, leaders and, um, we have to take care of ourselves. And so this group has helped me over the years to 
to start practicing mindfulness more to, um, you know, just take a minute and focus on my feet and the ground and like, you know, that it's okay, um, to not accomplish every task on my list and to be okay with that. Um, and then also to share that with everybody that I work with so that, you know, um, if I'm doing that, I want them as well, um, to try to do the same thing. Um, so those are just some things that I try to do, uh, to focus on wellness as a school leader. Hello, everybody. My name is Daryl Diggs. I'm from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. I work with special school district in, for St. Louis County. What I would recommend or highly encourage you know, leaders to do in their space when it comes to prioritizing wellness is just to make sure that you're checking in with yourself constantly. Check in, you know, check the temperature, see how you're doing, you know, see if, uh, you know, are you approaching this education space with the best light possible? So, for example, for myself, how I prioritize my wellness is, number one, I love to read different genres of books. I love podcasts. I love uh, mystery things that I can download. I love audiobooks. But also, when I have the moment, uh, I wake up super early and I run. I run outside. Being able to feel the pavement and also listen to my own heartbeat is relaxing. And it's honestly the best time to, to hear your thoughts, to also connect with your soul. So running is a huge piece for myself when it comes to prioritizing how I'm feeling, how I'm doing, and also how I could best take care of other people. I would also highly encourage leaders to find something that may be a little different, right? So for myself, my wife and I, we have found Netflix to be that joining piece with each other. She right now is not in education, but we find our way around just uh, divulging into you know topics that are different, you know topics that are great to watch. Her and I love Korean dramas, so we click on the subtitles, and we're also learning different languages as we're watching these uh, Korean stories. Another piece that I would like to encourage leaders to do is to identify um, if we are in a toxic environment. In order to prioritize your well-being your health, your self-care, your wellness, is to be you know, honest, identifying yourself, understand who you are, the capacity that you're building in others, and also what you value. Like, what are we here to do for children? What are we here to do for the adults that we're leading? If we have lost our way, if we have lost our values, if we have found ourselves in toxic environments, a way for us to prioritize self may be to temporarily step away. And the reason why I say that is because if we aren't right for self, then we may not be right for others. So taking the time to slow down, check the temperature, understand the pulse, do some things for yourself so that you could be your best self when you show up for others. Hi there, my name is Ron Poland, and I'm the state rep for the state of Nevada, representing the National Association of Elementary School Principals. And I'm also proud to be part of the class of 2022 as a, as a national outstanding assistant principal representing Nevada. Um, again, I'm Ron Poland, and I'm, I'm proud to be talking about wellness. Um, on a personal level, uh, I've been, I experienced a health scare on my own, and it has forced me to refocus my 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 own personal self and to I got to take care of myself because if I'm not good for me, I'm not good for the students. I'm not good for the staff. So I've done some little things to take care of myself. And that's 
that's like part, like if I'm going out somewhere, I'm parking further away. So I'm getting extra steps in. Um, I'm, I'm taking like the size of my palm, for example, and my hand and using portion control, especially, you know, eating more proteins, um, staying away from fried, fried foods. And I, I loved cola products. And so I'm eliminating those, drinking more water into my, uh, daily routine, um, cutting back on those fried foods mostly and the fast foods, um, you know, and also working late at night. Um, I, I, I forced myself to set a timer on my clock to say, that's it. It's time to go home and put, put into my own personal time and, and take time for me. Um, one of the things I realized, I tell my staff, you have to disconnect and reconnect with your families and, and I have to practice what I preach. And so it's so important that we do that as school leaders to disconnect and reconnect with our families and reminding our staff to do that as well. Um, we have to take care of our, our, our mindsets our, and our bodies so that we are 100% for our students and for our staff each and every day. Um, one of the things also I, I think that we need to do is just um, put in that extra steps into our day. If it means going in, just doing walkthroughs for our classrooms, um, blocking that time into the calendar of ours, that's been a big part of my change of success and wellness. Um, also, one of the things that we do have in the state of Nevada is well a wellness coordinators. So our wellness coordinators help keep our students healthy and we increase exercise into our classrooms and we increase our students um, time of exercise in our daily routines, um, whether it be brain breaks and stuff for students, but we also need to do that for adults. So I encourage you to set your time in your calendar for a brain break for exercise. If it just means walking around the school campus for 10 minutes, that's what it takes. And carry your phone with you so you can clock your miles or wear a Fitbit. It makes a big difference in the long run. And I'm happy to report that I am down 22 pounds. Um, so it, if I can do it, anyone can do it. So good luck out there.